Welcome to the Vegan Beauty Power Lifestyle Podcast. This is the podcast for women wanting to live a healthy vegan lifestyle their way that they love. The Vegan Beauty Power Lifestyle is simple and life-changing, healthy vegan living for women. I'm your host, Jessica. If you want to be a part of this community, lifestyle, and movement of vegan women living everywhere in their beauty and their power, this is for you. I'm simplifying it all for you and showing you how. Yay, goddess, live this beautiful lifestyle with me. Hello. Hey, Erin. Hi. I'm so glad you're here. It's recording. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm just going to say, first of all, I'm really glad that we met a few years ago. I've learned a lot from you about a lot of different things, and that's been so much fun. Thanks. Same. So I want to start off first with telling everyone who you are, what you do, where you're from, where you live, what you love, all of that. Okay. Um, So yeah, my name's Erin Connolly. Um, Currently, I live in Stamford, Connecticut. I'm actually from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um. Right now, I work in the operating room. I'm a surgical neurophysiologist, so I monitor spine surgeries, some brain surgeries. Um, But my background is actually in mental health. I have um, an undergrad and master's in uh, counseling. And yeah, uh, currently, like I said, I'm living in Stanford, but I am moving back home to Pittsburgh very soon. Um, I've been kind of traveling around the country for the last seven years doing this uh, career, and it's time to go back home. Um, so, and as far as things that I love, uh, oh gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, my biggest hobby is um, hiking. I love hiking. Um, just being out in nature is is where I'm happy. I love traveling whenever I can. Um, obviously, things have I've not been set up for the past year to do that, but as soon as things start calming down, I love, I love traveling. So, yeah. What you do for your career sounds really complicated, but important. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) People love the people love that medical stuff and science. Then they, that's interesting. Yeah. I would never in a million years, (laughs) if you know anybody that needs a back surgery or any kind of spine surgery, um, always, always have neural monitoring, um, in the room, insist on it. Uh, it's just an extra safety precaution, um, there to help the surgeons out. And I would never in a million years have a surgery without, um, us there. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was born in Pittsburgh, but I have moved to Georgia when I was a kid, but yeah, oh, okay. I haven't been there in so long. I don't know if I, rem- I don't remember if I, if I knew that or not, that's awesome. Um, yeah, that's that's where my heart is. That's where my my whole family's there. It's time for me to get back. So, my older sister and my dad they have that Pittsburgh accent, <laughs> and they it's say so bad. It's 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 embarrassing. Uh, my whole family certain, has it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they say certain words. Yeah, I definitely have a slight Pittsburgh accent with like some of the words that I say. But if you go back there and you go into some of the neighborhoods, uh, specifically, um, even my family, a lot of my um, older aunts and uncles have that strong, very strong Pittsburgh accent. Um, I mean, I've lived in Vegas. And when I was living there, I started interviewing a a patient and they were like, wait a second. (laughs) I know that that that. that accent I was like I don't have one (laughs) um so yeah definitely definitely don't I try I try not to to have one anyway (laughs) it just comes out sometimes I guess I don't know yeah (laughs) I don't I don't because I was such so young when I moved yeah yeah so I want you to share with everyone listening to this podcast and whoever listens what your story and experience is with choosing to live the vegan lifestyle. Yeah. Um, so everything started for me when I was um, probably about 14, maybe 15 um, years old. So this is back in, oh gosh, probably 1995, 1996. I was just like your regular teenager back then. And I was 
buying these teeny bopper magazines and an article uh, interviewing Jonathan Taylor Thomas. He was like on human, uh, home improvement and I had such a huge crush on him and they actually interviewed him and he was vegetarian at the time and he talked about the animal agricultural industry and I had never in a million years thought about where the food that I was eating came from and I was appalled when I read this article and I mean I didn't go vegetarian overnight I started cutting out um, things slowly so I cut out red meat and then I cut out poultry and then eventually I cut out fish and I think a lot of that was to do with just easing more of my family into the idea of me becoming vegetarian um because my I come from a very big Italian family where you know everything is you know meat uh and I did that and I was vegetarian up until I was 20 or uh, until my 30th birthday actually is when I went vegan and I was always one of those vegetarians that if somebody asked me, well, why aren't you vegan? Um, I would. Be, I was the one that said I would never be vegan. They don't kill the cow to get the milk or the chicken to get the egg because I really just didn't know. And then when I was 29, my coworker had uh, went to school. She were, uh, went to school at um, the University of Pittsburgh. And after her class, she said, Aaron, I'm going to send you this link. You need to watch it this this video and I was okay and it was Gary Yurofsky's best best speech you'll ever hear and he actually went to the University of Pitt that day and did one of his college tours and I saw that video and it's on YouTube and I was completely blown away um it talked a lot about obviously just veganism and the actual dairy industry, which I had no idea about, the egg industry. Um, I mean, at that point, I was still going to zoos and I was still, I mean, I said I loved animals and I was vegetarian for the animals, but I just didn't have a grasp on kind of everything that went along with animal exploitation. And then after that, I was kind of, again, oh my God, what have I been doing? And within, I would say like, I mean, I didn't go vegan overnight. It's kind of one of my biggest regrets is not going vegan as soon as I saw that. But I would say within the next um, couple months, I went vegan actually on my 30th birthday. So I've been this coming November will be nine years that I've uh, that I've been vegan. So or be my nine year vegan anniversary. So that's like the the short <laughs> um how I came to be vegan and um yeah I love that you took it upon yourself to educate yourself and to not depend on people to learn from or to show you stuff or to think that you couldn't do something without someone showing you the way so that was really cool and I just wish that I started as a kid but I definitely didn't that is yeah. so cool when you start so young and um you know now it's just even better because we have more resources and things out there and yeah yeah there was I mean I don't remember there being much internet like we didn't I didn't have internet um when I was in when I was 15 so I really I was just going off of that one article um that I had read and um I didn't have any really vegetarian friends or even vegan friends um and when then I was thinking about going vegan after seeing Gary Yurofsky, I did have one person on uh, Facebook that I had connected with that was vegan and he was very encouraging. He wasn't super preachy. He was just kind of like, here, you know, like this is if you need anything, like let me know. Um, and I was very happy to at least have one person to kind of if I had any questions or needed any encouragement, he was he was there. Um, so I was very lucky um, I mean, I would have went vegan regardless if I didn't have anybody, but it was nice to have at least one person that I could talk to at that point. Yeah, that would definitely make it better. Yeah. Gary, Gary Yurofsky, he is such a huge hero for the animals. Oh my and God, yes. Everything he says in that speech is just straight logical facts. 
yep. which is which is like I feel like is so important to remember when we talk to other people about this because people just keep coming with objections and things that they want like they want to prove us wrong and incorrect when if we just look at it from that approach and that perspective like here's the facts here's the logic and ask them questions that gets them to think Mm -hmm. and and it's just such a great approach that he has so I love that and that yeah that is available on YouTube what is it called what is it called again um Gary Yurofsky's best best speech you'll ever hear yeah that's for sure important for people to watch and yeah that is my go-to um resource resource if anybody you know, wants to know more about veganism. Um, that's definitely the the um, the one I go to the most or send to people to the most is just because it's very logical. It's not super long. It's about an hour. And um, he's very entertaining too. So it's not some dry, you know, boring documentary. So yeah. And I actually got to meet him four, five years ago. We had dinner with him. And he sat down with us and I got to thank him um, for basically making me go vegan. And um, that was probably the high, one of the highlights of my, uh, I guess, vegan, vegan days in Las Vegas is being able to have dinner with him. Oh, yeah, that's definitely fun. <laughs> I, um, I've noticed that a lot of people are vegetarian for a long time until they get into the vegan lifestyle. And a lot of them, like you said, for your experience, they just don't know and they're unaware mm-hmm. of the horrors of the dairy industry and like other uses of animals. They just don't know. So that's why activism is so important. And I know that you've done so much like out there and been involved um, in animal activism. Yes. So what is what is the different um, tactics that you've done and what is your advice for others who want to be involved? <sighs> um, so I guess. The, I've done literally almost every kind of activism that you could probably think of um, at this point. Um, when I was living in Pittsburgh, I didn't have a very big vegan community. It wasn't until I, li- I moved to um, Philadelphia. And somebody randomly messaged me on um, Facebook through a, a Facebook group and had said, hey, you know, we're a bunch of us are meeting up um, and we're going to do a protest. And I didn't know anything about the protest. I didn't know anybody there. And I didn't, I mean, I had just moved to Philadelphia. So I was like, okay, let me do this. So I showed up and it was actually what I then uh, came to know was a DXE event. Um, and for those who don't know, it's a direct, it's an organization, direct action um, everywhere. And uh, you, they would go into different establishments, um, grocery stores, restaurants, and um, basically try and educate the public by chanting and um, calling out, you know, abuse and, and things like that, like uh, regarding Whole Foods and um, just different different areas in, um, in the uh, restaurant and uh, grocery industry. And then after I did a couple of those, and then um, I started, the second big thing that we did was we actually held a massive campaign in Philadelphia, myself and four or five others, against a family who transported primates to a research facility. So their entire business where they made, I can't even tell you how much money, they just packed primates into their trucks and would take them to different research facilities so we actually found out where they lived and we sent like us and hundreds of people ended up marching in their neighborhood and um basically exposed their neighbors to the horrors that they are participating in and we had that campaign going on for a couple months and then um my friend two friends and i started the philadelphia horse-drawn carriage campaign um trying to get the public to understand the just the horrific industry of the horse-drawn carriage especially in philadelphia it was it's pretty bad um so i was out there every single weekend saturday and sunday um protesting trying to get people to not take um rides in the carriages and eventually um one of the carriages ended up they ended up getting closed um after i had already moved to vegas but 
let's see what else in vegas i did a lot of um fur protesting um different places like neiman and marcus for um, selling canada goose and let's see uh we would i would hold vigils for um like telecom um the the whale that was um ended up dying i held a a vigil for him at um, the mirage because they have a bunch of dolphins trapped there um had a lolita and then i guess the biggest thing that we did in las vegas was kylie jenner did a meet and greet or photo shoot at one of the places um on the strip and myself and five others ended up um, disrupting it and we got a lot of media attention i mean we were all over the world um our faces um and i mean it, it was just kylie jenner uh exposed for you know wearing fur and protested for wearing fur so we got a lot of um headlines for you know the fur industry as far as that and i guess right now my living in stanford it's pretty quiet here there's not as a big of um an activist community here so a lot of my activism is actually online and i'm currently um an admin um to animals first on the second which is uh an organization that um my friend izzy jacobus uh on facebook he kind of ran with the fast against slaughter um, for those who don't know, every year on October 2nd, for the last number of years, um, people would, uh, you know, make a post saying that they were fasting, um, against slaughter. And instead of just doing it once a year, we decided, um, or he decided to make it a monthly event and wear an, um, X on our hands and just fast and, the X on the hand actually gives other people the, um, the, I guess they see the X and they're like, what's that about? And they, they ask the questions and instead of us having to, you know, preach to somebody else or talk to somebody else about it. And it's a good way to educate the public, um, that wouldn't know that it is 100% legal and that most people don't know this. I didn't even know this until a couple of years ago that it's 100% legal to starve animals on the way to slaughter for up to 72 hours. So 72 hours, these animals are in trucks being transported and they don't have to have water. They don't have to have um, food according to literally the, the government says that it's 100% okay for them to starve. So... That's currently what I'm at now. And as far as advice, I would say just start with something that you're comfortable with um, or just talk to people in your community to see what's going on around. Um, that's how I started is just kind of making connections, whether it was on um, Facebook or Instagram. Um, and there's like a lot of just different Facebook groups for specific communities. Like there was Las Vegas vegans community and we would have, um, we would be able to post protests and um, disruptions that we would um, be having. Um, yeah. And then um, just, yeah, just try and get your conversation started. Even um, not necessarily, it doesn't have to be uh, like argumentative, um, but if somebody has a question, just kind of educate and just start the conversation. Yeah, I love that you just literally shown a variety of ways to do it. And every single way is effective, important, and needed. Yes. In that fur um, <laughs> industry, it is really working because there are so many companies, one after the other, after the other, after the other, banning fur fur is being banned in Israel. Um, all these companies are stopping their use of fur. Now we have to focus on leather and like, there's so many amazing, um, progress, so much amazing progress happening. So. Yeah. And then I, I didn't even think about this, but, and I need to actually educate myself, um, more on this way of activism, but because I don't know much about TikTok, I feel like I'm very old <laughs> when it comes to this, but, um, a lot of people are getting a lot of views showing um, just the animal rights industry uh, 
and the animal agricultural industry on TikTok and on um, places like Instagram. Like if you look up Rob Banks, um, he has, I mean, thousands upon thousands of followers and he gets so many views on TikTok and so many interactions um, with people that he normally wouldn't have. So social media now is a lot different than it was when I you know, first went vegetarian and even vegan. Um, it's just come such a long way. So if you're more of a behind the scenes, there's ways that you can do activism by just uploading some videos to TikTok or Instagram. Yeah, there really, really, really is. Like it is, okay, so TikTok, you can still get much, like a lot of organic reach and be seen more because it's still fairly new and they don't really know how it's like, the algorithm is a little different all the time. So I just started TikTok in May. And I mean, yeah, I can get seen way more on there just starting out than on Instagram. I don't even yeah. mess with Instagram. Yeah. And Clubhouse is another way to like build the vegan community and collaborate with others. I have rooms on Clubhouse every Friday where we talk about a variety of different topics. We talked about raising kids vegan. We talked about um, vegan beauty products you know, uh, different things, the, the fashion industry for vegan, veganism and veganism. So there's many different ways to collaborate with people mm -hmm. um, through Clubhouse as well and learn about different things too. So there's many different groups and a lot of people on Clubhouse are trying to get people in India to go vegan because a lot of them are vegetarians. So we pe talk to people all over the world and activism is, there's so many ways to do it, like I said, but it just is important to remember that animals are not only used for to eat yeah. for, for people to eat they're used in entertainment they're used in animal testing they're used in fashion and products parts of them are used in so many different things not just food so there's many different ways and aspects to go about this and approaches and it's just really important and what it's all about mm -hmm. so I love that there's so many different ways to do that and Pinterest is an, another amazing way where you can get a lot of traffic to your blog or to your website so I like to use Pinterest, TikTok, and Clubhouse the most right now. But yeah, I mean, there's still Facebook, there's still Instagram, there's still Twitter, um, there's still Snapchat, you know, different yeah. audio chat, like Green Room, which is owned by Spotify. That's another one. Um, there's also, I don't know, there's just so many. So social media is definitely a way a, way a lot of people uh, use that so that they don't have to go out there or if they don't feel like going out there. That's just another as effective way to do it as well. 100%, yes. I like to tell people to collaborate with others. Mm -hmm. There's more number when there's more people, it can be more effective and be spread further and wider and more people will see it. And I also like to say, if you don't see something that you'd like or that you want, you can create it yourself, no matter what it is. So you can create your own animal activism and get others to join you and collaborate with others. Yeah, definitely. And, and I, yeah. Um, I mean, I was definitely one of those that I had to start out slow and um, I worked my way up and I mean, you get your confidence and um, especially when you start making friends with um, a lot of people in the activist community, um, you know, basically you have a lot of encouragement on um, what to do. Like PETA would always reach out to me and send me um, information or, hey, can you um, organize, you know, something for us um, when they had the... Um, the movie about the dog, I forget what, what it was called. I had a, a protest out in Las Vegas um, protesting the, the movie. Um, I think it was like a dog's life. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you just build connections um, with, with different people and you start getting more comfortable. And um, yeah, it's just, it gets easier the, the, the more, you know, you um, practice and, and get involved for sure. Yeah, and like you said, it's a movie about a dog. So people automatically think, oh, what's so bad about that? Mm. The dog did really well. The horses in the movies, these elephants in the movies, like domestic animals in movies, and like people don't realize what they are put through, like the training, and like it's just not natural to them. They're forced to do things that they naturally wouldn't do, like over and over and over and over, and they can't give their consent to us to say that they are okay with that. Yes. Why so not? there's... Yeah, I mean, people just need to realize that, too. Like, it's not just abusing animals in a blatant way. It's also in that kind of way, too, where people don't see that and they don't realize that. So if we bring attention to people, that attention to them, and some people are going to not receive it in a good way or they're not going to believe us, then just move on and focus on people that, you know, want to hear more about it.
Yeah, I've had so many good conversations with people that um, had no idea and then they just happened to like walk by at a protest and we had so many, um, you know, one of my, I, I forgot to mention that when I was in Las Vegas, one of the other bigger things that we did was the Cube of Truth. So we would have um, a lot of videos being shown of actual slaughterhouse um, footage and um, we would play Earthlings and the, and we would do it right in downtown Las Vegas and so many people would walk away with like, yeah, I'm going vegan. There's no way I can eat any animals like after seeing this. And, and the, just the, the conversations that you would have with people after showing, um, after they would see all this of what actually happens, you know, because the, that what happens to get the food is so disconnected because I mean, nobody wants the animal um, industry doesn't, the food industry doesn't want anybody to know what's actually taking place. And when people actually are faced with it, it's kind of like that moral dilemma. Like I can't support this. Um, and I've had people um, after we had a Canada goose protest and two people walked by with Canada goose jackets on. And I had really good conversation with them after the, after the protest. And they were first very angry because, you know, they were singled out and eventually they were like yeah i can't believe we didn't know this was you know coyote we didn't know this was dog fur um so yeah we've had and we've had people turn away from getting on carriages for the horse strong carriage campaign and i mean that's like why i keep doing this is because of the conversations that i have with people and the minds that we're opening um it's just yeah, this is why. That's why I do it, and for the animals, obviously, um, because I've I, I have never been to a slaughterhouse. I I don't want to be, but I was at a pig um pig save uh, vigil, and that was one of the hardest things I've ever I've ever seen. I've ever been through. Um, it was in at Farmer John's in L.A., and we gave them water, like right outside of the slaughterhouse. And to see the amount of pigs and knowing that we couldn't do anything to save them. And the only thing that we could do was giving them a, like a little bit of, you know, water for to quench their thirst after being on the truck for God knows how long. <sighs> you know, it's, it's not something that you can really get over. Um, and that's that's why I do it. Yeah, I mean, you do feel helpless at moments like that because mm -hmm. it's it's being done on such a large scale and we can only do so much. So people beat themselves up about it and they feel like they're not doing enough. But mm -hmm. at the same time, it does every little bit matters and bringing attention to it is so huge and yeah. getting laws changed is so huge too. So it really does start with little things and mm -hmm. it's continue to grow. I mean... That, yeah, that's the thing. People just, they don't feel like they're doing enough, but there's so many different ways and so many things, so many things that can be done. Yeah. But it just, it makes me like, I mean, I, if people ask me, what is the hardest thing about being vegan? I'm like, nothing. It's so easy. It's literally the easiest decision I've ever made. Literally the easiest thing I've ever done. But then I'm like, wait a minute, you get more sensitive and you feel empathy and you really understand what the definition of empathy is. Like you live it, you feel it. And that's really why I'm vegan is because of empathy. So, and I'm like, wait, it really, what the hardest thing is, is knowing and being so aware of what they're going through and what's happening to them mm -hmm. um, and having to handle that and deal with that and talk about it and act and people actually do see it and go undercover where they go to the slaughterhouses or they go and take pictures of the animals in horrid conditions or video them yeah. That is probably, that's, that's the hardest part for me. So, I mean, there's that too, but you just, we just got to understand that, you know, everything that we do really does make a difference because it's showing other people and telling other people and educating other people. And we do it in a way that doesn't make other people feel like shit or, you know, gets people to really open their mind. Cause that's what we really want. We want people to listen. Yeah. So we have to approach them in that way. And that's just so important, but that brings me into asking something else that I think is really important. Um, you know, the vegan community, it's still small, but it's growing. And everyone that gets into this lifestyle, they really want to be a part of the community because they don't want to feel as alone. They want to feel, you know, like they're, they want to feel happy and be around like-minded people. So the vegan community, a community in general is just so important to be a part of and can really make a positive difference in everyone's lives. 
So how do you, like, how do you meet other people in the vegan community, meet other vegan friends and get with them and like stay connected to them? Um, so for me, I met like 99% of my vegan friends on Facebook. Um, I joined like a vegan group and, uh, we just started interacting and some of my best friends I met through Facebook. Um, and, and then whenever I was, I mean, I've, like I said, over the last seven years, I've moved six times across the country, um, in different areas. So, I mean, and every time that I've gone to these new areas, I've known nobody. Um, and I would just connect into the local vegan community um, on Facebook. Most places have like a, a local vegan community. There was a Las Vegas vegans. There was a Lancaster vegans, um, New Jersey vegans. There's Connecticut vegans. And then I would just, you know, make a post or just start connecting with people on there. And then... Um, if there is a, a good activism um, community in that area, they will most times post events or different protests that are happening in the area. And then I would just show up and I would talk to people at the at the protest either before or after. And that's how I've made uh, the majority of my friendships, especially in Las Vegas and um, in New Jersey. Um, is through the vegan community on Facebook. Yeah, so like the bigger cities, especially the more vegan-friendly cities, it's mm -hmm. more and more well-known and out there for how to get involved. But with smaller places, it's good just to go online and. Like, yep. You know, or there's like uh, I don't know if Meetup is still if if Meetup is still a thing, but um, that that I think we had one in Philadelphia, um, a Meetup a Meetup group, but. Yeah, that's how I would just suggest, like you said, looking online and seeing what's available, especially on the in the smaller like Lancaster was a, it's a pretty small like middle of nowhere Amish country, and we actually had like a vegan uh, and there's not very very many vegan option or vegan, hundred percent vegan places, but even that little town um, farm country had a vegan community Facebook, um, and if not, like you can create your own, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and see, you know, because I mean, if you're if you're the if you're there, um, or if you're somewhere wondering about vegan options, or if there's any, there's probably somebody else there wondering the same thing. Um, and if not, then there's there's a way to to connect with people um, that way, but just creating creating your own group. Yeah, I mean, you can, and even in person, like if you're going anywhere and you like wear vegan message shirts or have a little yeah. bag. That has something on it or if you are at the store and see people buying all this vegan food or vegan options then you know they're probably vegan so yeah you start talking to them and they'll be so excited yeah i know that's, <laughs> that's how it is you're like yeah. oh my gosh yeah it's fun there's many ways to do that but i like to explore that option more we're gonna have a room about on clubhouse about that i think sometime this month i don't remember what date it's always on a friday though but um Next time, we're going to talk about vegan businesses. How do we get more vegan businesses into the world? How do we collaborate with each other and all of that? But um, meeting meeting friends as a vegan is another option I like to talk about. So we're going to have a room about that because, you know, as kids, I feel like it's easier to make friends. But as adults, I feel like it's harder. And we're mm -hmm. in our heads a lot. And we have all these, you know, things around us and misconceptions and blah, blah, blah. And how do we meet people? How do we go out there? And so that's a really important thing regarding the vegan community as well. So. Um, I'm going to get more into that with different blog posts and podcast episodes too, just about that after I yeah. learn more about it and do more research and talk to other people and what their experiences have been. But like doing activism like you have done, that is a huge way to meet other people in the community and connect and collaborate with them. So that's all a positive thing. Yeah. But I feel like your art that you've done can serve as activism as well. Like I love, I love the Christmas cards. I love the <laughs> the pig, the pig that you did. Like, yeah. Oh, that was so cool. So, what made you get into art, and what kind of art do you do, and where do you want to go with it? Yeah. So, actually, um, I I had not done any art at at all up until January of last year. That was like 
um, the first time I ever picked up anything of January 2020. Um, and it was actually just because I had a bullet journal and I wanted to do some like watercolor like splashes on it. I wasn't even prepared to like do anything. And then um, I bought a watercolor set and I was like, oh, let me try a YouTube tutorial. And I was like, wow, this is, you know, I'm, I, you know, I think I'm pretty good and I enjoy doing it. And so I just didn't stop. And then I went from watercolor, I did watercolor for a couple, um, a couple months. And then I switched to acrylic and I've always, I'm a, obviously a very big animal person. I love, um, I love animal pictures. And, and so I just started, uh, doing more and more animal pictures. And, uh, the first one I think I did was a pig, um, a watercolor pig. And then I did a watercolor cow and then I tried acrylic and it just kind of went from there. And I've been just doing like different, you know, trying techniques and watching a ton of YouTube videos to try and obviously learn because I don't I don't have any professional experience with any kind of art before. So um, just learning and then um, just practicing and practicing. And my a friend of mine was like, hey, you know, I want you to paint my dog and cat so that was the first really commissioned piece that I did and then um my friend her cat recently passed away so I um painted her cat and um I have a few others who are commissioning me um to do their um their animals as well so I'm big on I'm I'm I haven't practiced much on like landscapes or anything like that I mean I have a few from like just YouTube tutorials but my my passion is um, is acrylic, uh, animal paintings. I've done um, some on the iPad, but I just really like having paint in my hand and just kind of experimenting and see what I can get. Um, but yeah, as far as what I want to do with it, I would love um, by the end of this year to have enough um, paintings to open up an Etsy, an Etsy shop um, just on with different either farm animals and, you know, cats and dogs and uh, maybe uh, start doing commission pieces um, that way as well. But that's like the the long-term goal. Right now I'm in school, so it's kind of um, taking, taking up a little bit um, of my time, but I definitely would love to do uh, commission pieces with Etsy. And then long-term goal, I would also love to do um, – a vegan children's book and uh, illustrate it myself. Now that's a long-term goal. I mean, that's something that I really want to do though, um, to do something to do with veganism and kids and paint it all myself. Yeah, it's so pretty and it's such a great way to use your expression and get the message out there as and you can collaborate with someone that writes or you could write it yourself too. Yeah. There's a lot of children's books out there for many different subjects. Mm-hmm. I know there's vegan ones out there too. Ruby Roth, is that? Is yeah. that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She was. She comes to my mind when it comes to children's books, and I love Etsy. There's so many things on there. My favorite jewelry is on there, and she make it's called New Breed Crystals, and she uses stones and crystals, and she cop and she uses copper and electroforms it, and she just comes up with these beautiful designs. Like she's so talented. So. Etsy's an, an amazing place for that. And then you can venture out and do other things with it. But it's just such a bad feeling when you're using something and you're not sure if it's vegan or not, or if it came mm-hmm. from animal, like a purse or a bag or a paintbrush. So if you are using art materials, how do you know and how do you verify and make sure that they're vegan, cruelty free, and chemical free or whatever? Yep. Research, research, research. <laughs> I mean, I've, I looked up everything um, as far as like the art. Um, uh, Windsor and Newton um, is is vegan, um, and anything um, it, as far as uh, paintbrushes, you just have to make sure that it doesn't contain. Um, it doesn't say natural because that just means um, hair, unfortunately, like pig hair or horse hair. Um, so I just get um, uh, what is it called? Um, I don't know if it says artificial, but it it's basically it's fake. Um, so just make sure that doesn't say all natural um, because otherwise that would be hair. But yeah, I just I just either go onto art pages like vegan art or just look up and just say Google is 
what watercolor supplies are vegan or what um, acrylic paint mediums are are vegan. Um, and it's, you know, thankfully there's a lot of um, information out there that you can find out with what is vegan. But I'm very, very, uh, you know, specific about what obviously I use because of because of veganism so yeah that's so important like Mm -hmm. obviously we're gonna make mistakes no matter how long we've been vegan especially in the beginning and all that but like we really have to do the research we really have to make sure read all the ingredients and find out different things because a lot of people don't think about that they're like oh this art this paint is vegan this ink is vegan whatever but Mm -hmm. cows are the most used animals so there's there's um cow parts or whatever you want to call it and and all kinds of different things that people use all the time and i mean it's just insane like some stuff is out of our control but what we use and what we consume is in our control so we got to focus on that and like it really it really is insane how much they are used and depended on and it's just so unnecessary especially now alternatives and resources and options that we have now and it just continues to grow so that's a good thing but they're still going to be using animals no matter what. And natural doesn't mean that it's good because natural just means it comes. Natural can mean, like you said, it can, can f- come from an animal. Like a yeah. brush to brush your hair with can have boar hair. Um, mm-hmm. Some homemade soap can have goat's milk in it. Like we really have to pay attention to these things. And I just want to really make sure people know this to always check. If you don't know or if you don't feel right about it, like right. just assume that it has an animal, unfortunately, in it go with it like, mm-hmm. go with what you feel and yeah read all the ingredients and if you don't know what an ingredient like i can't tell something is leather or not like you can pour water on something it either absorbs or turns into a puddle that's why i looked up but i don't know how accurate that is like i know if it says genuine it's actually from an animal but like mm-hmm. it's hard for me to tell sometimes so i know it could be hard for other people so it's just important to remember that animals are used in many ways you would not have even thought of and mm-hmm. just to you know yeah do the research and read all the ingredients yes so what are some things that you want to do and focus on in the next year? Uh, um, so like I said, I definitely want to have enough product um, to open an Etsy shop to have enough um, in in the shop to be able to um, like have a selection. Uh, so definitely work on more art projects. Um, and I guess like the most, I mean, continuing to do, I, I do animals first and the second, like I said, every single month and promoting them and the group and, um, the activism we have, I mean, hundreds upon hundreds, probably thousands of people participating every, every second. So definitely trying to get more people involved, um, with that. And then as far as like, personally, um, I just became Reiki certified, um, so I'm now able to do Reiki on others, and that is definitely something I'm very interested in. I'm very big into energy healing and healing in general, and um, and then probably just getting more in in touch with my own um, like spiritual practice, getting more into. Uh, meditation. I've opened a meditation group on Facebook for people that don't meditate very often or want to experiment with meditating. Um, and we meditate uh, every Monday and just kind of growing that and seeing where that leads because that's something that I'm very interested in. Um, I'm in school for hypnotherapy. So I am um, going to be graduating in January with my hypnotherapy certificate and then I can open my own practice working with um, weight loss or um, smoking cessation and just different traumas that people are dealing with and I also am very interested in past life regression Um, so that I really really want to start a business I would say probably the summer of next year in um hypnotherapy reiki and plant medicine integration um just because i'm learning so much about just like the natural um products of the earth really and it's just super super interesting interesting to me and then i guess the last thing is after i graduate with my hypnotherapy degree because it's 
a lot of hours. It's a 500 hour program. So it's, it takes, it's taking up a lot of my time. I want to start a breath work, um, certificate program as well, because I went to my first plant medicine ceremony and they had a breath work, um, portion that weekend. And I've never experienced anything like that in my entire life. And it was eye-opening and, um, life changing, transformative. And I would love to help others, um, in that way as well. So I guess that's a lot in the next year. Um, and like I said, I'm moving back to Pittsburgh, so I would love to get back into the activist activism community there, um, and see what I can, I can do in the community there. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun and we can always do all of it if we want. There's so many different things we can do and it's always important to create. I really Mm. think hypnotherapy is so interesting and yeah, yeah, the plant ceremonies, I think the um, breath work is important and I think that it can be really effective in helping a lot of people as well as hypnotherapy. I mean, I've heard from some people the only way they quit smoking was because hypnotherapy, like literally Mm -hmm. way. So I know it's very powerful and that's so cool that you are going to be able to share that with people and help them in all the ways they need. I love that. Thank you. I just want to ask you rapper Mm -hmm. fire questions real quick these are so much fun and i just love these i think they're fun okay Uh, what is your favorite recipe food or restaurant um right now i would have to say korean i love um korean food i love cooking korean food i love experimenting with the korean spices um my go-to is italian but right now it's it's all things korean (laughs) what is your favorite movie oh i I don't know. I think I would say anything horror. I'm a very big horror fan. So maybe, um, oh, what is it? The Conjuring is probably a good one or The Ring. Um, I could like watch those a million times. <laughs> um, but anything horror. Your favorite TV show? Um, currently, right now I'm watching Manifest. And, uh, but of all time, I would have to say probably Dexter. Oh, I've heard of that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Your favorite music or music artist? Right now, I'm listening to Queen like on repeat. I could listen to them all the time. I love Queen and Freddie Mercury is just oh, he's he was a genius. Your favorite place or city that you've been to? I would have to say Egypt. Um and the entire time that I was in Egypt, it was the most magical place. Um, I highly recommend every single person go there. It's safe. I trust me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really think it'd be amazing to go there too. And like I was saying, I was telling my sister and my mom the other day that I literally want to take a year one day. I don't know how many years from now. It's probably gonna be like 10 plus years from now that I want to just go everywhere I want to go. And there's not, mm-hmm. there's not that many states in this country I want to go to, but there's a lot of countries I want to go to. But for people that want to go to Egypt, how do you like not get burned there? I feel like the sun is so strong. Um, honestly, so yeah, I mean, I'm fair. I'm very, very fair. Um, and I went in March and it was the hottest day in March. It was probably in the nineties, but it's kind of the same as, as Las Vegas. Um, honestly, because I lived in Las Vegas and yeah, it does get really hot, but you just are smart. I wear a lot of, um, sunscreen and then it's also it's a different culture there so you are more i mean it's more respectful to cover up um so like not have your shoulders um shown and everything like that so i had a shawl or um a scarf like over my uh like shoulders and my arms a lot of the time um so it you it's i mean the the hottest day i think was like high 90s and it, you just def- definitely want to look in the research as far as like what time of year to go to or to go um march was i think it was perfect timing um it wasn't too hot and it was definitely not cold so um but a lot there's a lot of misconceptions about about egypt and which is really unfortunate um they had a, a bad a bad track record with uh press and everything and i i, I never i never felt unsafe once um you, as a vegan, it is. I'm not gonna lie. It's very hard um, to go to Egypt. Um, there are vegan restaurants. There are a lot of like a lot of uh, vegan. Um, a lot of their food is automatic is accidentally vegan. 
um which is nice and but the it, the animal cruelty is more shown there i should say like the horse on carriages um the camels oh yeah um it was it was kind of a culture shock because they really i mean i wouldn't say they all don't care because i was able to convince my tour guide to go vegetarian after having like a couple conversations with me he messaged me a couple months after you know we i we left and said hey i've been vegetarian for a while um so it but yeah it was <laughs> it was hard not gonna lie um but the people were the people were um generally pretty amazing um and the and the, the temples i mean you can't really compare like you can't even describe the the history of something that's in front of you that's three thousand years old so yeah and cruising down the nile i mean i never thought i would ever do that in a million years but <laughs> and i will go back one day one day yeah it's definitely i mean i just like i haven't ever been outside of the u.s which is sad to me but my mom is actually from spain and i still haven't been there yet but yeah i mean there's so many and the reason that i would want to travel is because of the culture i want to get to know the people mm -hmm. the everyday people that live there what is their culture like i don't really care about seeing um artifacts or the history or the buildings and the tourist areas i just really want to see like how people live there what their culture is what they believe in what makes them happy how they live that's my that's that's why i travel like yeah i, mean, live, in yeah, I love being in just in, in immersed in in and how other people live you know like a lot of people just think about their neighborhood or where they grew up or you know their country and they just don't take a chance or take a you know think about the fact that there are so many other people that are living lives different than than our own and um it was definitely a culture shock but it was amazing um i learned so much there i learned so much there yeah and you can share the vegan message with the whole entire world no matter where you go activism yep. worldwide yeah so you got an egyptian to you know, and you introduce them to that. So that's amazing too. And like I said, there are so many, I mean, we went to, there was a couple full <laughs> vegan restaurants um, there, which I thought was amazing. There's a vegan um, community, uh, Egyptian vegan community on Facebook, um, <laughs> which is where I found a lot of the restaurants, but, and a lot of the, the food, like I said, is accidentally vegan, which is um, pretty, pretty awesome. And we did activism by just saying no to, different people hey do you want a camel ride like sorry i don't use animals you know yeah. I'm, I'm not going to use animals to walk why when i can walk um our tour guide um the only way to go to one temple while we were on the cruise was to get on a horse drawn carriage to get there and i was like i'm not going mm -hmm. and it was kind of like a what <laughs> yeah i'm like no I, I can't you know compromise my morals because i want to see a temple i'm not doing it and he was just floored like he absolutely was like that is the most amazing thing that I've that I've seen or heard and so he came up and um talked to us about the temple um instead of us getting on the carriage and you know he he was like I completely respect respect that um and then we had a a good three-hour conversation at a coffee shop before we left um as or Luxor and he asked a million questions about veganism and vegetarianism and the animals and yeah a couple of weeks later he messaged me and said he was he had given up given up meat so um definitely there's a lot of ways to to have you know conversations in pretty much every aspect and everywhere you go so i really think that there are so many vegan friendly friendly countries mm-hmm like, I don't even know if the U.S. is one of them. I might not. I probably isn't, actually. There, the U.S. probably is not, maybe not one of the top vegan-friendly countries. I don't know. I just feel like there's so much more out there. And if you explore that, you can really learn and share with others. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. What is your favorite thing to do? Um, Like I said earlier, probably um, being out in nature and hiking is or doing anything in in nature and just exploring traveling um those are probably and obviously art but besides art is definitely probably hiking and exercise that that way being out in nature yeah what is your astrology sign i'm a sagittarius <laughs> 
I'm a Pisces. But I don't know my moon or rising or whatever it's called because I don't know the time I was born. Oh, see, I I know it, but I don't have it memorized. So yeah, I don't really know what so it means, bad at that. Something. It's really cool and interesting. What are you currently working on? You probably already said it, but. Uh, definitely right now my focus is on um, hypnotherapy school and getting my certificate in that and practicing um, practicing hypnotherapy and and getting good at that and Reiki. Um, yeah. Yeah. What is the most interesting thing that you've learned recently? Um, so my, my, this goes again into hypnotherapy. So this past, I guess it was two weeks ago, we had our practicals and we actually were able to put each other into trances. So that was the first time I was actually able to fully hypnotize somebody, um, which I thought was I mean, I don't know. I thought that was pretty crazy and pretty amazing because I thought it was going to take a lot longer than um, a couple weeks in the program to be able to put somebody in a trance. Wow, that's incredible. I think it could be so healing too for yeah. like, in a in a non invasive way. Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah. yeah, it's so relaxing and it's, it's something that you know they and so it's not something that's forced upon you and it's just a, a very um subtle way to change thought patterns and and behaviors um by going into the subconscious and kind of on on past stuff that they probably didn't even know was real. yeah yeah do you guys like deal with dreams too like when people have dreams like is a subconscious part of the body and all of that too um i it might actually go so we have our program is broken up into um sections and right now we're in advanced um hypnotherapy and um the reason why i picked this school is because it's very spiritual based and after in, in the hours 400 to 500 um right now i'm in hours 100 to 200 um but in that in those hours it actually goes more into like the the spiritual um realm so i think that well um that they that may come up and like that's where we actually are going to go into more of the um past life regression and uh i'm very interested i actually just read a book on life between lives it's actually um a book called life between lives and that was absolutely mind-blowing and and um i'm very interested in that eventually but um, I think that the spiritual aspect um, of hypnotherapy is coming up. Um, and then I, there's actually um, a where I got my Reiki training. It, they ha- she has uh, a lot of different shamanic um, trainings. And there's a medical intuitive where you can like feel the energy of different um, organs on other people and see like where a lot of people are having um, uh, issues. And then one of her classes in that is actually dream, dream work. So um, I, I'm probably going to take all of her courses eventually because it was just such a um, an amazing, the Reiki was such an amazing experience and I'm very interested in different shaman, um, shamanic work, um, especially being uh, now. Um, so yeah, definitely going to look into the dream work more yeah that's really interesting i feel like it would be connected to that so that's really cool mm-hmm. if you had three wishes what would they be <sighs> um <laughs> this is probably cliche but i mean the i mean i definitely would love to see a vegan world um 100 yeah. like no mm-hmm. animals are here like here for us they they're Mm -hmm. here to share the earth they're not here to be of service to us it's just let's all connect and interact with each other peacefully um a cure for terminal diseases for sure um i lost my mom when she was only 37 for from cancer so if we could find a cure for um for those kinds of any kinds of terminal diseases and for people to have like a longer a longer and just just peace i mean no more wars and and killing and i just 
it's just I, I can't even hardly turn on the news at this point anymore because it's just so depressing and sad um depend like with everything that's going on and just you know between countries and continents and, and everything it's just peace would be great yep that's way <laughs> that's way deeper than what i was thinking that i might <laughs> But, I mean, because I always think of like, I always think of like having three wishes is something that's literally impossible because anything else you can make happen no matter how hard it is. And yeah. Thinking of that because that maybe can seem possible. Mm-hmm. How long it's going to take. Like, you know, there's a, there's an organization called Climate Healers and, you know, there's someone, one of the heads of it. I don't remember his name, but I think he has like a doctorate in some kind of subject, but he, like, I don't know if he made a bet with his daughter by her birth, by her whatever birthday that he was trying to make the world a vegan world by like 2026. And so climate healers, I'm not sure that I don't know that much about it. I just got introduced to it through Clubhouse recently and they have Zoom meetings and things like that. And they have a website, but um, uh, they, yeah, so it's about the environment and everything and everything's connected. So they're trying to make more people aware by the year of 2026 because anyways this is a very urgent matter like if we don't Mm -hmm. take care of the planet we're not gonna have anywhere to live like period it's really that urgent right now so when you said a vegan world that just reminded me of climate healers and their mission and he's a huge part of that i just don't remember his name i wish i knew it off the top of my head but i don't so Mm -hmm. yeah that's um really important is there anything else that you want to share um well, if, if anybody's interested in, in just um, looking up more about veganism, especially on YouTube, um, I love Earthling Ed. Like, I think he has so many amazing um, video topics and just he's very um, down to earth and has so many logical, um, you know, and then obviously um, Gary Yarofsky is one of my one of my heroes. Um and yeah, I can't, I can't think of anything specifically, but definitely look up um, different things on, and there's so many, even for people that are curious about recipes, like there are so many um, YouTube channels out there dedicated to just vegan, vegan recipes. I have so many YouTube channels that are, I, I watch like weekly um, to get inspiration on, on different foods. And I didn't have that when I went vegan. Um, I don't. I don't even know if I knew what YouTube was back then. So <laughs> um, there's a lot of information out there. Yeah, if somebody's a very visual visual person. YouTube's great because they mm-hmm. can, or TikTok. TikTok shows recipes too. These people will show you how to make the recipes, and you'll know, you know, if you're doing it right or what you can expect. So that's a cool thing if people are very visual and don't want to read. But, I mean, yeah, there's so many different podcasts, books, and films, and social media, and public figures, and companies. And, like, I found so many through Instagram, which is crazy because I didn't think I would use Instagram in that way. But I have found so many brands, products, and people through Instagram that I use in my life, like, every day that I maybe would have never found if it wasn't for Instagram. And it's not like I was looking on purpose. I saw it through my Explore page, through someone's story that I was following, and they shared about it. You know, or through an ad, those ads actually work. They like, they really do relate to what you like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, so that's pretty cool to use social media in that way. And it, it can be used in that way too. So, how can people find you, find out more about what you do, stay updated, um, you know, collaborate with you and the activism that you do and all that? Yeah. So, um, I think the biggest way is, um, my Instagram, which is E.E. Connolly, E-E-C-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y. Um, and I have, uh, different things on there that, you know, depending on what, what's going on on Facebook, um, there, I have the, the Monday meditations group. It's literally just Monday meditations. Um, and I do a live meditation every Monday evening, um, 8 p.m., typically 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then eventually, I didn't, I, I forgot to mention this, but in the next, um, hopefully, month or two, I'm going to be starting a YouTube channel. Um, don't know the name yet, <laughs> um, but it's going to be about, um, you know, obviously more about veganism and also just things that I'm interested in as far as my art, Etsy, and then um, plant medicine topics. 
Um, but Instagram, you know, if you follow me, follow me on Instagram, that it would be the easiest way to figure out the YouTube once it's, um, once it's up and running. Yeah, that's exciting. The Etsy and the YouTube, because those are uh, great ways to share about different things and put things out into the world. So I love that. Yeah. Those are interesting topics too, plant medicine and all that that I have no idea about, but I would want to know more about. So that's cool. Yeah. That's my new, my new, um, kind of passion. (laughs) So really powerful i think thanks so much for taking the time to be on here you are the first guest and i love that i chose you to be the first guest i'm so glad you were able to do this oh thank you so much for having me it was great okay so if you want to know more about what aaron does and all that find her on instagram and on facebook and can you tell people real quick about the fasting on the second yeah yeah of course um, so on Facebook uh, is probably the easiest way. It's um, Animals First on the Second. If you just look up there, we have a um, a Facebook like page. And we also have a Facebook group, um, and I'm telling you, like thousands of people um, every on every every month. We um, like I said, we fast and we wear an X or a check mark. If you can't fast for medical reasons, you just wear a check mark with a circle, and it's a great way to have conversations. And um, hashtag fast against slaughter is a good way um, also, as well as animals first and the second to find us on Instagram. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, even like, there's so many different creative ways to let the word out or get the word out and like, share and, and, you know, uh, you know, tell stories and talk to people about this and get it out there. So that's really good. I love that. I think I've done that before too, but it was so long ago. I don't do it consistently. Mm-hmm. I do fast here and there, but I yeah. did I did fast for that one specific reason for the animals. I did do that, uh, I think maybe one time or a few times, and it was a long time ago though, so I haven't done it consistently. But you, yeah, everybody can definitely do it consistently if they want. Think about that too. Yeah, definitely, and and everybody's very supportive supportive in the group and. Um, you know, we're adding new and more and more, um, new members every day. And it's just a good way to, if you're nervous about talking to people about, about veganism or about what's going on, um, wearing the mark is a good way to start conversation that you don't have to actually start because usually people are curious, um, and ask and ask you. So it's a good way to get the conversation started without being confrontational or, or nervous about bringing it up to somebody that you know you might not want to yeah definitely like that's how it is with shirts and things and apparel that we can wear yeah. on bumper stickers so yeah just people see that and they notice it and it stands out they're gonna be like what's that about or even people get tattoos like real tattoos so yeah mm-hmm. those are all amazing effective ways yeah thanks so much for being here thank you thanks everybody for listening so this will be this will be up soon, either today or tomorrow. And I, I think everybody will get a lot out of it and learn a lot. So thanks so much for sharing. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks everybody for listening. Go to veganbeautypower.com for more. Thanks so much for listening and being here. If you've loved this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. Share this podcast with anyone and everyone you know who will love it too. For more, go to veganbeautypower.com, read the blog, and subscribe to the Vegan Beauty Power Goddess Love Letters. It's all for you, goddess.